0: You are listening to the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. This is a ministry of Christian Assembly Church in Los Angeles, California. I am your host, Marvin Enriquez, and this is how we get down. Well, welcome back to another exciting edition of the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. Today is July 9th, two thousand and twenty. And we are excited to be around the virtual roundtable. And just to let you know who's with me today, we have Mr. George Hot Flash Fernandez. Woo-hoo! Good morning.
1: Good to be together. George, how hey. you been? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
0: Good, good, good. Also around the virtual roundtable, we have Robert Concepcion. Yeah, hey. Yay. <laughs> Come on, a little more excitement there. Come Robert. on, Pastor. Come on, Let's you know. can build up the excitement, Robert. Come on, bring
1: it. <laughs> you have a you have a smile on your face, so Good I know what morning. happened this morning. Yeah. Good
0: morning, everyone. <laughs> so the running joke for all of our listeners is that Robert is always late, and today, well, you were late. <laughs> Three
2: minutes, it, by how it, much? It, how many? How uh, much?
0: You know, I mean, it was better than last week. Last week was ten minutes, and today I think it was like five or six minutes. It,
1: it, Marvin, it's not late. It's it's Filipino time. It is. You're it's right. Just, it's just a different. However, it's a different time.
0: However, you came on five or six minutes late, and then it says, "Give me a second. I got to get." Something, so no, you're still I, have not a, I have to get my
1: <laughs> servant has to get my coffee, so that's what it was. Yeah, well, could Had to make his coffee, Robert.
0: It's good to see your face. Thanks for being on the show once again. Always, always great. Good to be and around the virtual roundtable, we have a special guest today. We have Guy Gardner. Woo-hoo! Guy, do you have a nickname?
3: Uh, it's, yeah, I do. It's Guy. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that is your nickname. That's, no, that's my name and my nickname. Oh, okay. Right. Well, I was, you, you were going to call me for a
0: looping. All right. So we can call you Guy or your nickname Guy. How about that? Right. Yeah, either one. I go by both.
3: <laughs> George and I had
0: the pleasure of having Guy in our huddle group this past year, and it was uh, great getting to know him. And so when I thought about who was the perfect guest to close out our first season of the Men's Ministry Roundtable podcast, we, uh, we reached out to Guy and he graciously accepted so today is our last episode we've had uh, I think 22 23 episodes in this first season Wow uh, and we're gonna shut it down for the summer for a few weeks and then we'll be back in the fall right guys
1: what <laughs> 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 yeah no that's great it's exciting we're already Why don't you making... t- tell everyone how many how many how many downloads have we had
0: well as of yesterday we have had over 3400 uh downloads of the men's ministry roundtable podcast so i don't know who but someone is out there listening to us thank you for listening by the way i gotta tell you guys a story um last week as you know or a couple weeks ago was my birthday i mentioned it on the last podcast
1: by the way happy 50th oh, happy birthday Mara. thank you thank
0: you it's 43 but thank it's you 50 bro. happy
1: 50th thank you. Thank you, yes anyway <laughs>
0: uh i mentioned it on a couple of uh, episodes ago that it was going to be my birthday and and somehow one of our listeners uh got a hold of that information somehow they tracked my house down and i came home and had a little package or a little envelope waiting for me at my door when i came home on my birthday wow uh, and it was uh, it wasn't it, it was no it was not ticking it was an nice. in and out gift card because they heard on the show that i, I enjoy okay. in nice. and out Nice. so i had a hamburger on david thank you so much for listening and wow. thank you for How my awesome. gift Wow. I so appreciate that. I don't know if I should be scared that you were able to track down my my address, uh, but I appreciate the in and out, nonetheless. So there you wow. go. Our wow. listeners know how to get a hold of you. They know how to track down your address, and they know how to uh, they know what you like to eat. So my my birthday's
1: say. this weekend, and I love mastros, so <laughs> I'll be happy to get my address. <laughs>
0: There you go. I
2: there you they're go. open, George. <laughs> I have a birthday every week. I think. There you go. What's your favorite
0: restaurant, Guy? Oh, well, in and
3: out works for me. Right,
0: right. That's what I said. Yeah. Robert? Bunch of great the what, uh, what is, the, uh, what is the, the, the Filipino fried chicken place over in Eagle Rock? What is that no, place called? Oh, you
2: know what? Jolly Boy. <laughs> Jolly Boy. i <laughs> Jolly Boy. Jolly Boy. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Can I ask you a question about Jolly Boy?
0: That's not Jolly Boy. It's what is Jolly it Jolly B. Oh, <laughs> Jolly B. Okay, can I ask you, Guy, when you were in the Philippines, did you encounter Jolly B? I did not. That okay. was before his. So, uh, that, no, that was after. Yeah. So, Jolly B is a. I mean, I guess it's like their KFC. Is that the way no, to describe I mean, it, Robert? It's like
2: the McDonald's.
0: It's like the McDonald's of oh, the Philippines. So, fast just, food. They just opened, well, not just, but they have one now at the Eagle Rock Plaza right down the street from Christian Assembly. So I've been over there and, and, and had to sample their food. Now it's, you know, it's fast food. It's what you imagine. But the combinations of food is interesting to me. That fried chicken. Gone there without me, brother. I have, I have. Yeah, I actually went with Pise. They have fried oh. chi- fried chicken and they also have spaghetti. How how does that <laughs> how does that fit? Do, do they have Ponce there? Uh,
2: no, I, no, I, they, they don't. Look, have you ever been to Shakey's? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, Shakey's have spaghetti and chicken. Right? So why are you uh, well, I mean, you can kind of make no, the case no, 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 that it's
0: no. on the,
1: it's on you, the it's did, Wait a second. Did you see how defensive he got? Look at I this. know. I know, right? Look but at that. Wait,
0: Italian food. It's pizza. And okay, candy. wait. You know what pasta. this is
1: like? This is like chicken and waffles. So this is chicken and spaghetti. There you, spaghetti. This there is you Filipi- know. but It's I, actually Filipino soul food. There it is. I, maybe.
0: Thank maybe. George. I don't get it. Uh, I looked at the menu and I said, do I want chicken? Do I want spaghetti? And the lady said, well, you have both. I'm like, no, I don't know if I <laughs> want both.
2: No, <laughs> well, really, because uh, it's a, um, a traditional birthday fair. If you, uh, you, know, if you have a birthday, you have chicken and spaghetti. That's is that I, right? So no, for someone's no, birthday
0: no. in the Philippines, you'll have spaghetti and chicken? That's right. That's when right. is your birthday, Robert? Next week. Okay, so guys, track down his house. <laughs> That's he right. likes spaghetti and chicken. Mastro's beef. No, 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 Mastro's <laughs> Jolly Beast. Beast spaghetti and chicken. Jolly we heard that.
2: I, I, don't, I hardly eat that. It's, trad- it's traditional, bro. You can't. It play. is. It is. It is.
0: It's good, though. Have you tried it? Uh, well, I told you I went there. I had the chicken. I didn't have the spaghetti. You went there, but you didn't try it. You just looked at it. No, I had the, no, too, I said, had, oh, I had the chicken. I had the chicken. And I was hoping I could find some funcit. Uh, guy but no 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 luck no it the was... pancetta is just down the down the uh down the uh, mall right but I, not at the jollybee
2: yeah well
0: i like the pancette, though. Mm. Lumpia, yeah. i like the lumpia the i like pizza. the adobo I Sorry, like... Spaghetti I like all... and chicken. hey listen listen i spaghetti I, and chicken. I am a fan like i am chicken. a fan just like i am, a fan. Just like I am a fan of filipino food in fact it it uh, honestly reminds me a lot of of hispanic foods uh in some of the yeah. some of the areas but hispanic in or with guatemalan well, I mean, it's a little bit. G L M. But uh, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it tremendously. But the combinations I wasn't prepared for. I would say. So that. the
2: thing is, when McDonald's opened in the Philippines, they were forced to uh, serve spaghetti, because uh, because <laughs> spaghetti uh, and
1: McDonald's. So
0: you had a Big Mac McDonald's? and
2: spaghetti. No, no, I, McDonald's. They, they couldn't Filet compete. Against, they couldn't compete against Jollibee without spaghetti. So they had to come. Uh, they had to come up with their own max or Mac spaghetti, or whatever that is. So they have to put that in their menu. Do they put the spaghetti
0: in the Big Mac?
2: No, no, no. They had to offer that as a uh, part of their menu. Just like uh, Jollibee had chicken and then spaghetti. It wasn't mixed, but right. But so, but McDonald's, in order for them to compete, they had to put something like that. Mm -hmm. Maggetti. Otherwise, (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll have a (laughs) Maggetti.
0: (laughs) My Getty. My getty.
1: <laughs> Good one, guy. <laughs>
0: so, for my birthday, I did venture out of the house. I will say, we've been kind of cooped up in here for the last, uh, well, gosh, four months, right? Um, so, I did venture out. We, we went out to Big Bear for, for, for the day and uh, we had a blast up there. But, you know, then I saw that the cases were starting to trickle up and I was like, well, I was a little scared. Did I do the right thing? But we had a good time. And one of the things that I did while we were up there, is they have a bike park uh, where you put your bicycle on a chairlift. So the, the ski lifts turn into bike parks. Oh. You put your bike on a chairlift and then, and then you ride the chairlift, right? So you meet your bike up at the top of the mountain. They hand you your bike and it's just downhill from there, baby. Man, have you guys ever done anything like that? It is mm. so much fun. How rough was the trail? Uh, it, it's pretty rough it's very rocky and dirty and dusty and and uh good, good bike as you would imagine you need a bike with some suspension uh with some nice tires that uh, will absorb that kind of stuff wow. but uh but it's fun and you know yeah. like like you when you go to a a, a ski uh, resort they have different trails rated at different levels, so they have right, the different green. different yeah the, the the green yeah. is family friendly you know I took the kids and and me and my son were on the green, and it was fine you, you could do that and then the blue is intermediate. And then they have a black diamond and all day long I was mm. mentally psyching myself. Can I do the black diamond? Can I do the black diamond? And I went from the green and that was easy enough. I went to the blue, which was a little harder, but it was still okay. And I, I took a peek at the trailhead and I saw these guys and uh, I mean, they have like these wooden ramps and they jump into the air. And it, I mean, it, it was a, a little too much for me uh, mostly because I'm, a, I'm afraid of heights. And so I, I just couldn't, didn't, couldn't get myself to do the black diamond. Dude,
2: you, you got you got. How'd you, you get, get out of the lift if
1: you're you afraid of, of heights? Oh, that's, that
0: <laughs> part, that was the scariest part of the whole day for me, being on the lift with no restraint.
1: Yeah, there's no, <laughs> I, no there's no- I, I didn't like, like hold that, that, I out was, the, yeah, I, I was, was holding like
0: on, I was grabbing my son, I said, don't lean, son, don't lean. I'm like, go walk this, <laughs> I, I have a hard time with those lifts. I have a hard time with those lifts. Yeah. And then you have to carry your bike on top of you, right? No, 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 you put your bike on the lift, so it, it travels ahead of you. Oh. No, no, I'm, you're not holding your bike the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> What's more there, important, so- Caleb
2: or the bike? <laughs> it's so garb, but it's so- fun.
0: I, listen, if you guys are ever in, in an area that offers something like that, I would recommend it. It is a lot of fun, especially if you, but you can always rent a bike. Uh, I brought, we brought our bikes with us, but you can rent a bike there and and you know just play around for the day. Robert you have you have kids. Uh so wait, they don't ride
1: bikes, remember? So wait, yeah, not, not much pedaling. Robert's remember no, he taught that's what he got in school. Honestly,
0: you don't you don't do hardly any pedaling. You need brakes. You need good <laughs> brakes, but it, it, it's all downhill. So so this is a Big Bear? This is in Big Bear, yeah. Okay, you got to send me uh, the info. Great. I definitely will. It's, so uh, it's a kids Yeah, mm. it's at Snow Summit, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Okay. There's uh, a kid
2: friendly run. There is
0: a green trail that is kid friendly. Uh, My 12 year old did. I, you know, I saw some younger kids than that doing it, but maybe they're more experienced. Um, I would probably say 10 and under, maybe not, but if 10 and over and if they have a a good bike with some decent brakes, they'll be good. Cool. Yeah. And They
2: rent the bikes there too, right?
0: They do rent the bikes there. So if you want to rent bikes there, yeah. And it's not inexpensive. It's like, I think the lift ticket was like 50 bucks um so it can add up especially if you're renting bikes and all that but i mean it's it would be the same i guess if you're doing a snowboarding or skiing day yeah George, but it's something fun. good and you know what you get amazing views of the lake while you're up at the top of the, the right, left.
2: like you, are, you have time to look at everything. Uh, no, you don't. Right you're, <laughs> hanging on for dear, there's a, you're hanging
0: on for dear life. Yeah. Thing.
2: Oh, look over there.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, so, Guy, one of our favorite things to do here is rapid fire. We're going to ask you some real questions later on, but right now we're going to ask you some rapid fire questions. So, you ready, okay. Guy? I'm ready. All right. I think you kind of answered one of them already, but we'll see. All right, Guy, are you iPhone or Android? I am uh, currently have iPhone. Okay, good. You're you're in good company here. I think. Oh no, Robert, you have Android.
1: Robert, both yeah. have their
3: pros and cons, but my whole family is iPhone, so I can.
0: Uh, you can FaceTime with my grandkids. Yep. And we have the iPods. Yep, that's that's what we do too. And you can FaceTime. Okay, In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A?
1: Ooh. Jolly <laughs> <laughs> Or Rapid spaghetti. Fire.
0: Rapid fire. I will go fire. both. 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 Both, okay, all right, all right. Or Jollibee. By the way, we didn't say this on the show yet, but Guy, you actually lived in the Philippines for a couple years. I yes. did. But this was before Jollibee existed there.
3: Yeah, this was 40 years ago. All right. Back in the uh,
0: The questions are gonna get a little harder now. You ready? Okay. All right. What's the worst gift you've ever gotten?
3: Ooh, a, uh, a, a serving platter uh, for order shaped like a Texas boot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, I'd like to ask. That? Yeah, I'd like to ask who gave you that? <laughs>
2: who was but mad I at him? Why? Why? A Texas? What's the
0: so she loves it? Okay, I'll say what's the Texas connection? All right, so, so it's from the in laws. Uh, <laughs> what is the best movie ever in your opinion? Oh, without a doubt, uh, Mary Poppins. Oh, I thought you were going to say Top Gun or something with your nah, Air Force background. No,
1: that's you. Like, that's you. <laughs> man, a you, have a man, you. have a man. crush on Tom Cruise. <laughs> Apollo thirteen. The right Apollo thirteen. The yeah, top. yeah. Poppins, the, yeah. Cap- the, the,
0: Martian, the Martian. No, Mary the Poppins. Martian.
1: The
0: Martian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember the Martian with the guy? You know what the Matt Damon no, gets no, stranded. No, no, there was yeah, my Chimney sweeps aren't dancing on the rooftops in those. Okay. Okay. all right. <laughs> Did you like the new the new one? Uh, the, the second version. They came I completely? did. Yeah.
3: I did. Uh, not as much as the first,
0: of course. But, right. But they did okay. Okay. And this is a, 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 hopefully a good one for you. But what is your favorite family ritual? Favorite family ritual? I would say sitting around, uh, ooh, hiking, going hiking. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, Experienced any fun hikes here in Southern California? Oh, yeah.
3: I mean, what a great place for, for hiking. We did an awesome hike called Monkey Canyon just this past uh, a couple of days ago. But you got oh. to repel down some rocks they got ropes there and oh wow the- what area is it in you go as on uh the uh, hunger canyon road out out there somewhere uh, it's not go monkey canyon there you go park, well, there you go. have to look it up on the internet and get gps coordinates okay <laughs> yeah.
0: that sounds a little
3: too uh Talk too to intense to for park. me
0: if if, if gp if my uh, maps app can't take me there i'm gonna <laughs> i'm in trouble yeah all right, George, do you have anything in the world of news and finance for, for the men today?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, what I was thinking about, I had an interesting conversation yesterday uh, with someone from our church, and she um, just got into some, some debt, and she's, I, I couldn't really tell her age, but all of a sudden, she has like $35,000 worth of debt. She accumulated over a year and a half, which to me is a rapid... Uh, way of living well beyond your means. And just just the reminder to tell you know our, our listeners that it, it just really, in, in so many instances, it just requires discipline to just say no to things you can't afford. I know we have these desires to want to have certain things or want to have a certain lifestyle. But if your income doesn't allow that to happen, you can't just say, well, the heck with it. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. And the question I always ask, because those are the ones that I I find most people struggle is, is in their housing and transportation, because there are certain boundaries, percentages, your housing shouldn't be more than 25 or 30% of what you make and your transportation shouldn't be, you know, 10, 15% more. And in this instance, this person, they were okay. So that meant that what they were spending money on was things that were truly, truly within their control. It wasn't like fixed things where I have a lease that's hard to get out of, or I bought a car beyond my means. I'm, I'm kind of stuck for a while. This had to be entertainment. This had to be vacation. This had to be shopping, whatever those things are mm-hmm. that are really controllable to amass $30,000 in a year, year and a half. That's just really kind of scary. Yeah. And so what I, what I told her is that I said, basically look at it as kind of a, you know, scales, in the sense of, you know, balancing. I said, what you've done the last year and a half is you've lived so much beyond your means. And she admitted that it was really fun, fun kind of things. So you've had fun that in essence, you weren't entitled to. And you bought stuff and lived in a manner you weren't entitled to. Now you're really going to have to be disciplined and live well, well below and kind of suck it up. And things that you may think, you're entitled to because my income is okay and you have to kind of bring those scales back to back to zero. Yeah. And I said it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be at least a couple of years that you're going to have to do this several years because she didn't have the 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 access the to do it. So, you know, one of my first questions is, do you have a budget? And 90% of the time, the is no. So then it, it's hard, I mean, for me to, you know, kind of comprehend how do you know if you're living within your means, if you have no idea where your money is going? Mm -hmm. So clearly if you're not making a conscious decision of how you're going to allocate your money, it will find a way to be spent. I mean, we're just kind of human. So if you're not saying first I'm paying God, then I'm paying myself by saving some money and then I'm living on the rest, you'll, you'll just spend it. And this was an individual that, that did that. George, is there,
0: a, is there a budgeting tool that you recommend? Is there something out there that you find that you find to be helpful? Or is there just, do you just go with a spreadsheet that's available on your on your computer? What, what do you use? Yeah, you can, you- I mean,
1: I, I I have one, but you, you can, it's, it's fairly easy to, to create. I mean, basically, it, it, I look at it, a budget is just a list. It's a list of, you make a list of the money that comes in, which generally is, you know, kind of one or two numbers for most people. If they're married, it's basically two numbers, you and your spouse, if they work. So the money that comes in. And then you make a list of the money that goes out. And if you look at those two and you look at kind of your, your history, what have I spent my money on? And that it, it takes some time. You have to look at your bank statements and go online or credit card statements. If you look at that, you'll get an idea. And then you'll probably realize, wow, I'm bringing home X and all this money is going out. And you'll recognize the fact, wow, every month I have this tiny little margin and then I'll hear from people that well, like I can't afford to tithe. Well, because if you're 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 waiting, you're in essence giving God your leftovers, right? right? This is what's right. left over, so I call it a tip. You're giving him a tip. And then I don't have enough to to save or put away for retirement. Well, no, it's not that you don't have enough. In most cases, you're just choosing to spend it on these other things. So just you know, these a lot of these things like I say they're 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 pretty simple, but they're not easy to do because mm-hmm. we we struggle with discipline. But just to remind everyone. How important it is, especially at this time, that there's just so many unknowns because of COVID and work situation. Just really, always live below your means. Not. You know George,
0: George uh, is a resource to our church. He's a former CPA, and if you want to make an individual free of charge appointment to to meet with him and kind of go over your own financial picture, how can they get hold of you, George?
1: Uh, email me. Uh, my email is j o r g e f at c a church. Dot com. It's Jorge F uh, at chchurch And say that again, Jorge.
0: Jorge.
1: Jorge. Well, what you, you know what? You're a Guatemalan and, and you, you you sound like you're Jewish. Okay.
0: Jorge. Yeah, it's
1: not it's not a Hebrew name. Okay.
0: Jorge, <laughs> it's yeah. not
1: Yeshua. Jorge F at, yeah, Jorge f- at com. <laughs> And email me, and we can it's, have a conference. Uh, if you do, if you forget or,
0: all of that, if you forget all of that, just go to our website. To our website and your, your, website and, your yeah, information yeah, is listed our, on there. Yeah, ch- look at Church, church. Ministries,
1: mm-hmm. or look at my, my wonderful picture. And do
0: you have any uh, any events or seminars coming up?
1: We're we're planning to have one in August, um, so stay tuned. It'll, it'll probably be on like what next steps are with COVID. Like, what do we do next? Where do we go from here? And then also um, something to do with kind of what what every family should have in terms of documentation, wills, and powers mm-hmm. of attorney, and life choices, and those kind of things, so great. Right. Kind of that, that.
0: That's super interesting to me, and, and I'm uh excited for August to come around. Uh, Robert, tell us what's happening uh around the world of Christian Assembly in relation to men's ministry or any other department.
2: Well, uh, since we're going on vacation, what uh, since we're going on, vacation. Are you, where, are going? where are you going?
0: Where are you going,
2: man? I had plans to go to Cancun this week, did you really? Yeah, and I wrap yeah. oh. all of that. And sorry to
0: hear man i you know my wife and i had a a, cru- a cruise planned for our 20th wedding anniversary uh, last week of august uh obviously that's not happening so we're we're, we're bummed it was going to be our first cruise ever we're going to go to alaska which means cool. one of those yeah, yeah it's one of those places day. that yeah but yeah, unfortunately was, not this year and i don't you know i don't know who knows whenever we'll begin cruising again right because it's
2: yeah even the kids are asking where to go and then just like what you're saying uh, a day trip to big bear that's even, you know, there's some risk to that still.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, we, we went before this little other spike in cases here that we're seeing in the last two weeks, but um, I don't know that we would go now. So.
2: Uh. Yeah. So I kind of feel bad for the kids only because, you know, uh, they're, they're looking, for, you know, their summer is just shot and uh, there's nowhere to go. That's, that's really just safe and you're comfortable going. Yeah. But, uh, but George, right. You're going to the Rancho
0: Mirage still, right?
1: I'm going to La Quinta, yeah, next uh, Quinta. next weekend, yeah. yeah
0: one fun, so, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be hot. It's uh, always, tri- always, yeah. always, yeah. Always. Like the restaurants hundred and fifteen out there this week.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be there. um Yeah, I mean we just we generally go in January and October, but kind of limited. Yeah, I feel limited where we can go this summer. As as both of you guys um we were supposed to go we would have come back last wednesday from europe i mean we had a um. two week trip to france and spain and italy wait
2: inside of you you're really thinking you're you, you were thinking that you didn't have to fly all that way absolutely i don't know absolutely. if you uh, i don't yes. know if you know this yes. about george but guy, guy praying, he's an answered prayer that i don't have to fly all the way to europe and guy <laughs> guy is Here no stranger are, to saying, flight oh, right man I uh, wish you
3: know the Europe was shot, Lisa. I'm so
1: sorry. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. Yeah, no.
3: Hey, so, guys, some ideas for folks. Uh, our our daughter, you know, uh, TJ and Scott teams. Uh, they took their kids. Uh, one, we just went up to outside of uh, Sequoia, Three Rivers, ran an Airbnb on a little stream. The kids just played in the stream mm. all day long, and then they just got back from a camping trip to Bryce Canyon with a couple other families, in the mm. uh, they had a
1: great time.
0: Yeah, that, that sounds like the way to go. Get out into nature, get away from folks and, uh,
1: Actually, the, R, the, R, the RV stocks—a couple of them—are are doing very, very well. Yeah, neither of these guys—Camping World and Winnebago—neither of these guys, World, World of these
0: guys know how to camp, guys. So when you you mentioned well, I, nature yeah. and camping, these guys have no idea what you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I wasn't talking to these two guys. I was talking <laughs> really cool. to the other guys listening. Says,
2: George looks at wilderness. and says La Quinta. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the golf course. This is about as nature-filled as it gets. Yeah. Look at all the grass. <laughs> yeah. I find a
3: hotel without a swimming pool. Well what i was going to say, <laughs> guy totally is
0: guy uh you were you were in the air force, so you're no stranger to flight, but did you know that george is is, is scared of flying no
1: i didn't
0: so yeah. this is why we were uh, that, that,
1: that's that's an, that's an understatement i guy i went to i saw a counselor starting i guess last year to help me with that, yeah, and i was pumped because i really wanted to go to europe because that's you know my wife is no is from France honestly
2: and, george come on no, no but
1: I'm, i do i love i love traveling i love traveling i just hate flying and i've flown you know throughout the continental united states but just the thought of you know that long 11 12 whatever it is to george
2: you were in europe. a live group about for, for people who can't fly what are you talking about
3: <laughs> yeah i've got a friend who She lives in North Carolina and comes out, her brother's out
0: here, and she takes the train all the way across.
1: Wow. God bless her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like George's companion. Uh, Robert, Mm. anything else happening at CA? Well, anything happening at CA that you want to mention?
2: Well, we still have prayer and pantry. Yes, tell me uh, about um, that. Yeah, so in another couple of weeks, we will be having prayer and pantry. And we've we've served, I think, 350 people, right?
0: No, no, no. no. We've served now close to 5,000. What? Yep, yep.
1: Yeah. or it's, or it's 350 a,
0: it's yeah. it's a range i know it's a range no but the 350 the, for every session that we've had it maybe yeah per session oh, but 80%. we've had several sessions and we're nearing 5000 which is uh which is fun because uh you know jesus fed 5000 so here we are <laughs> um but yes we're nearing 5000 folks that have been served through our prayer and pantry efforts
2: so thank you guys uh, if you've uh, participated yeah. in that yes yes in if any if, which way to Formal to all fashion. the families that have yeah. donated
0: bags of groceries, thank you. And if you are in need of bags and groceries, uh, we are still doing it next week. So check their website. It'll give you instructions as to where to go and uh, what you need to do. And feel free to, to come if that's something that would help you. It's real easy to get the
3: groceries. My wife, uh, she just gets her target, takes the list from, she gets from CA types it into her Target app, drives up to Target, mm. walks out, parks outside, and they put it in the back of the car, and then she kind of rearranges it, and we drive over to the church.
0: Oh, that's, that's excellent. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing that.
1: You, you know, one, one other thing I don't want to, to forget is we, we do have the Benevolence Fund as well okay. for those families, you know, that are that are in need and, and yes. you know, struggling. We, you know, we have that. And Robert, do you want to touch on, on what that is?
2: You know, that <laughs> I, I don't think a lot of people have really availed of that. Um, Scott Quay would have a, an exact number of how many people, but we still have the funds for that, uh, the benevolence fund. And I think it's a limit of $200 per person. So if there's a family of four, there's an 800 uh, uh, benevolence fund there waiting for you to uh, avail of. And uh, if you need groceries or to spend it on uh, things that are essential for the home,
1: yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a gift card in essence a grocery gift card to Ralphs, I believe. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, groceries. Yeah. So it, it it's a tremendous help and we still have that available for those who need it.
1: There's an app there's an application um that you have to fill out and so I want to encourage those that are in need to to do that.
0: Well, great. Thanks for the updates, guys. So with the last uh, 15 minutes or so of our time, we want to get to know Guy a little bit. Guy like I said was part of our men's huddle group this past year and got to know him. But he's got some really uh, interesting uh, life stories and backgrounds. So uh, Guy, I know you've recently come to Christian Assembly in the last couple of years and it, and because of family. But tell us where you're from and, and what brought you out to Southern California.
3: Well, from
0: our last
3: move, we last lived in Virginia. We have, Linda keeps track of the number of times. We've moved Me, some times. We were most recently uh, in Virginia. And, uh, what brings us out here is basically our two daughters uh, live out here and all of our grandkids. So uh, those of you know, uh, TJ Teens and her husband Scott and their three kids are part of the CA. Uh, and then our other daughter <coughs> uh, moved out here uh, about five or six years ago, got married and has one little two-year-old Is having our our fifth grandkid will be uh, next week.
0: Actually, mm. oh wow! Congratulations!
3: Congratulations! So, uh, so that's what brought us out
0: here. We've been
3: visiting since uh, uh, TJ and Scott moved out here back in uh, I think two thousand four or five, and uh, so we've been coming out here for fifteen years. They found CA. I'm not sure how, but so we've been visiting CA for about fifteen years now. And then when we moved out here, it was just natural for us to get incorporated. We've been here about two years, uh, living out here full time. But so, well, we
0: certainly are glad that you have uh, decided to move. In fact, uh, you're, you're settling down with with uh, with the home purchase this week. Congratulations! Yep. Thank you. And um, and certainly glad that you've made Christian Assembly uh, your home, uh, because it's been a treat getting to know you. One of the things that was interesting to both George and I this past huddle year is, you know, the first. First week, we kind of go around sharing our stories, and uh, the first two gentlemen that shared their stories was one. One guy was the uh, executive for the NBA, um, for one of the Chicago ba- Bulls. Yeah, yeah, for Chicago one of the Bulls. pro basketball teams. And then you came up, and you, you talked about you know your career as an astronaut. And I thought, man, <laughs> the rest of the guys in the the rest of the guys in this huddle group, and you set the bar really high. We had, like NBA executive. Uh, astronaut and we're like man you know i'd feel bad if i was like a teacher or something yeah the third guy said oh (laughs) i'm
1: I'm, I'm a cook
0: (laughs) but tell us about that tell us uh how how you got started in that in that field or where where you you know what you learned and and,
3: uh, sure uh when i was a young boy i'll go back to the 50s as a young boy uh and uh just interested in space, reading science fiction. We didn't have any astronauts back then, but I was in eighth grade when the first astronauts flew in space, Uh, Yuri Gagarin, of course, from Russia, and then Al Shepard from the US. All the uh, American astronauts were test pilots. So I said, well, I want to fly in space, uh, so I need to be an astronaut, and so I need to be a test pilot. So that's how I set my my goals. Uh, So I ended up, uh, I said, be a test pilot, need to be a pilot. That sounds like the Air Force. I went to the Air Force Academy, became an Air Force pilot and test pilot, and was then selected by NASA in 1980 to join the astronaut corps. Of course, by then, they had a variety of backgrounds of people, not just test pilots, but the mission specialists were scientists, engineers, doctors as well. So
0: that's kind of how I I got there. And and what was, uh, I mean, I'm sure you had different... um, Different things that you did while as an astronaut. What, what was your main mission, or what were some of the main missions that you accomplished? Oh, as an
3: astronaut? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, flew twice. I flew back in. Uh, I was originally scheduled on the first flight that was going to launch out of uh, Vandenberg Air Force Base out here on the coast of California uh, into a polar orbit. That would have been the first shuttle flight out of there. However, in the '80s, and that was scheduled for about '85. There were delays in the 86 then we had the challenger explosion in 86 and that ended up canceling that mission. So, so I flew uh, on the second flight after the challenger explosion uh, and that was in December of 88. And that was a classified mission for the department of defense. Mm.
0: So, as the old joke goes, I
3: tell you, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. So I won't tell you.
0: I have a top secret clearance from the army. So you can tell me quietly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you we launched a
3: satellite, uh, that was kind of hard to, to hide uh, when you looked up in the night sky, but um, at the right time of the evening. And, uh, but I can't tell you what the satellite was for, but you can be sure. Um, Bro- it
1: broadcast basketball games, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I,
0: Clarence, uh, was it. For Clarence.
1: For yeah. Clarence, yeah.
0: No, that was the AOL dial-up satellite that we all experienced <laughs> in, experience in the <laughs> 90s. That
3: was in 1988. We flew for about four and a half days. We deployed the satellite on the first day and then did some uh, taking care of it while they got up to speed and then we came home. My second flight was exactly two years later uh, on uh, a mission called uh, Astro One, which was a set of ultraviolet and x-ray telescopes that stayed in the shuttle's payload bay and, and we operated them around the clock and looking at the universe around us and getting them up above the earth's atmosphere of course yeah. that blocks a lot particularly the ultraviolet radiation and then brought those back uh back to earth so those are my two shuttle flights and then mm. i was going to fly a third time but the, the lord had other plans and uh, sent me back to the air force to run the air force test Pilot school so, and then off to other things after that sure sure so any uh any spacewalk time Guy? No, as a pilot astronaut, I was a pilot astronaut, we typically wouldn't go for spacewalks in the shuttle program. The mission specialists would train for that, uh, while uh, while the pilot astronauts trained for actually flying the vehicle, getting it up, getting it down, taking care of it in orbit. Uh, we didn't have any spacewalks on either of my flights, so I wouldn't have done that anyway. They, but we always have two of the mission specialists were trained to go for space walks in case you had to go out and, and repair anything. Out, mm-hmm. the doors closed. You couldn't get home. So a lot of training on fixing things that might break up.
1: just just the thought of that. You just said that the doors closed. You can't get. <laughs> my <laughs> gosh, and you're out in space.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: What was the what? first? Well, I, I gotta ask this, mark Yeah, go ahead. What
0: was what was the feeling when you first got up there? I mean. Uh, the view must be that that actually was the question I would have asked. Like, tell me what was, you know, your experience being up there yeah, I mean, seeing the earth from that perspective. Yeah.
3: Well, when, when I give talks on it, I, I use four words to describe the overall experience. Um, and the first word is the launch is exciting. It's incredibly exciting to strap yourself down to four million pounds of high explosive and have so much. <laughs> <to you. Hey. laughs> That's quite an experience during the launch. Uh, being weightless up in orbit is a lot of fun. Uh, uh, you get to float around and do all kinds of fun stuff as a weightless environment. The third thing I use is talks about the mission and the fact that it was meaningful. Uh, that you were up there for a reason to do something to uh, contribute to the well-being of humanity. And then the fourth thing is some, the best part of the flight I think was uh, Looking down at the Earth from and space, the and, uh, word I use, which doesn't do justice, is awesome. Mm-hmm. So wow! To look at the, from, uh, from low Earth orbit, or, or, or. so uh, you go around the Earth every ninety minutes. So uh, every forty-five minutes, you get to watch the sunrise.
1: While <laughs>
0: <down>. <laughs> that wow! 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 That's cool.
1: Wow! wow. Think about it, you go around the Earth every every hour and a half.
0: Yep.
3: Right. Guy, will you?
1: Christian, then
3: when you went up there, yes, I was. Yes, I was, Robert. Uh, so, a lot of people ask me, Was I closer to God yeah. up in space? And the answer, of course, is no. <laughs> uh, I actually probably feel his presence more when I'm in a, a community of believers worshiping him, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or in, in my solitude as well and in, in my meditation time. But um, so he was there. What was uh, amazing was to be able to look at his creation from a little different perspective than others have had over the uh, the existence of, of us. So, uh, so that was really cool to look down on his creation, and while you have that relationship with the creator,
1: it's very mm-hmm.
0: so. Uh, Guy, tell us. I mean. I- that particular field may not be known as the most faith filled, uh, environment, you know, it's a highly science science filled, uh, area. How were you able to maintain your faith? How were you able to thrive a growing faith in, in the midst of that particular career?
3: Well, actually, uh, you know, amongst the astronaut corps back then, I assume it continues on today, there was a mixture of, of people with variety of levels of faith um they're they're the i never met an atheist actually at least in our discussions uh, with people Uh, folks knew i was a christian we had a uh, astronaut uh, bible study that met Mm -hmm. and we would just alternate homes where we would meet and there were probably about a dozen or more of us out of an office (laughs)
0: <laughs> George, wait, George, is that, that your that's phone? That's my ringtone. Sorry, is that your
1: phone? <laughs> that's Terrell calling me. Sorry.
3: <laughs> wow. Oh, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, so anyway, uh, so there was no problem uh, for me with my faith. Now I've talked to to guys from the early, early days of the program who kind of kept their faith, you know, under under wraps. Mm. Those days uh, just because it wasn't. Quite as cool, I guess, or there weren't as many of them. Uh, you know, John Glenn was known as a man of faith in the original seven, uh, and a man of integrity, and, and uh, so uh, so it's it was. I really had no problems uh, with with expressing my faith. Now, now you're working in a secular environment, so you yeah. have to respect the fact this is a secular environment. So I'm not preaching to anybody, but I'm open to anybody. Yeah. Uh, so and my career has been primarily as a Christian working in a secular environment. So, in a variety of different secular environments. So yeah, no, I had I had no uh, no problems with my faith uh, at all, uh, and uh, ex- you know experiencing it and worshiping at our local church and and going to Bible studies absolutely.
0: You mentioned um, that you felt you felt most uh, alive in your faith when you're surrounded with a community of believers. Um, what, what have been some of the formative spiritual practices in your life that have sustained your faith?
3: Oh, wow. I've lived a long life. <laughs> well, I just, you know, it, it can be anywhere. Music is very important to me uh, in terms of uh, my relationship, the most recent thing I would get, I mean, I love it every, you know, Linda and I sit down and uh, watch the weekend services every weekend and and we sing, just the two of us in our our family room, we we sing out loud and uh, we pray uh, with them and so that's a lot of fun. Uh, So music is, the Lord has spoken to me often in life through music, uh, just the way he's made me. in terms of my love of music and the way I can feel uplifted for song. Uh, this recent uh, thing that's going around uh, on YouTube with uh, The Blessing. Oh, I love that song. It started in Pittsburgh and uh, you know, that song by Elevation Music. Yeah. Uh, it's done on with Zoom with all different people, all the churches of Pittsburgh, I think is where it started. The UK version I think has the best sound mixing. Uh, Have you seen?
0: I've seen the Hawaiian version. That one's kind of fun too.
3: Yeah, there's Hawaiian. Our son lives in Sweden. There's a Swedish version. Okay. Mm. Version. Yeah. Uh, And uh, that song speaks to me. I ride my bike in the mornings, and some mornings I'll go out. I'll just be singing that in my bike. Mm. You know, riding around, and uh, I don't. When I do that. My bike's not going down the street very straight because I like to do this. <laughs> and, and, and folks out walking, looking at this weird old guy. But,
1: Good thing uh, you didn't did do I that when you were piloting the, the shuttle. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> 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 so a lot of experiences, you know, men's retreats, uh, like the one we had uh, last year, year ago, we had to cancel it this year. That's my only one I've been to with CA. Uh, and But retreats over the years with uh, other groups, uh, Both mixed and 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 men's retreats, Uh, and then just sometimes, just you know, sitting doing my morning devotion, the Lord will just really blow me away uh, or something. So, uh, so uh, it's fun having having this Creator who has this relationship with us that Mm. can just inspire us and His love. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's good. Uh, You know, one of the things that we talked about is, you know, something going wrong on a mission and having to repair a, a door and, or, or you don't get back to earth. Um, what, what did you learn about leading in those high stress moments? A lot of our men listening today are having to lead their homes, their, their businesses, their organizations yeah. in a highly stress-filled, you know, environment. What, what did you learn? What were some leadership lessons that you learned? Well, the, the leadership lesson, my, most of my leadership has been
3: not associated with my space shuttle flight. I mean, there were five of us and seven of us. And I was the pilot, which is really the co-pilot. Not the, the commander is the actual lead. Um, but you, you're a team. You're basically a team. Very close to the team when you're flying in space together. So more of my leadership experiences have been, I've, I've run three schools. as yeah. school, I mentioned the Air Force Test Pilot School. F- uh, then I worked as an executive, senior executive in the government. Uh, and then, of course, my, all my Air Force experience has been around leadership. Um, and so uh, I used to keep on my desk uh, the uh, Mark, uh, I can't think of the exact verse, but it's uh, where Jesus is talking to disciples whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. You know, yeah.
0: Verse, That's uh, Mark chapter thing. 9. It was in my devotional this morning.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, uh, so it's uh, servant leadership is important, uh, and I actually would take uh, I, in my first uh, private school that I ran, a boys' uh, military school in Georgia, uh, probably about ten or fifteen years ago. Um, I actually took the orb chart and I turned it upside down. And I, I put the, the student actually in the center and then around the student with arrows pointing to the student, I had the different uh, academic branch. There was a boarding school, so we've got the you know, student life branch and the, and the military side and the, and the athletic side. And then, then underneath all that, I've got uh, the staff members and underneath that, I've got me as the head. Mm. And, so, and underneath me is my board. Uh, and so, it, it with all with arrows pointing up and eventually into the mission, which in our case was the student. Wow. Um, and so, it's that perspective that as a leader, my job is to provide uh, not only the direction, the inspiration, and the motivation, but also the resources um, for all these other people. And they are the focus of what we're doing. Whatever our mission, be it training a student, uh, be it producing some object for others to use, um, and then as a, as where I get that leadership from, it's uh, you know I love the James verse about wisdom. I read wisdom, just ask for it, but believe it when you ask. And when I went out to run the Air Force Test Pilot School, I was totally incapable of doing that by myself. Um, because because of my experience level, so, 11 years in the astronaut office. And so every morning I got up and I prayed for wisdom. Uh, and he always gave it. He was always faithful and gave me that wisdom. The stress, again, uh, you know, sitting on that launch pad, as I mentioned, strapped down to 8 million pounds of high explosives, or you might consider that a little bit of stress. Um, <laughs> might. Second flight after people had died doing that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> It was, but you know what? I felt very much at peace. It was an amazing experience to be so excited and yet being so at peace. Mm. And um, anyway, when I came back from the flight, that was in December, early December, December 2nd, when I launched on both of my flights. I had a rule I only launched on the space on December. That was a joke.
0: Uh, <laughs> we, These guys don't get it.
3: Don't worry. I got it. Actually, the first flight was supposed to be tried on December 1st and uh, ended up scrubbing and launching December 2nd. My second flight, we started in May trying to launch. And finally, uh, several th- tries later, we got off in of December. But anyway, uh, we came back in this astronaut Bible study I mentioned. We met at uh, a guy named Dave Hilmer's house. It was his turn. And so this was just before Christmas. So instead of doing our Bible study, he had us just go around and share uh, significant ways God had moved in our lives that year. And Mm. Dave now had flown on the flight before me, the the first flight after Yeah. And Dave shared, he shared first, and he shared that same experience of being at peace. And then also shared a verse, which has been a verse Linda was given many years before uh, when I went off. To fight in the vietnam war uh of um from philippians about do not be anxious you know, mm. a series uh several months ago on, yeah do not be anxious about every anything but when everything will clear, uh, present your visions to god and the peace of god is now that so surpasses all understanding so yes <laughs> amen so that's where i was i had lots of people praying for me and uh And I just felt God's peace. Mm -hmm. So, as a leader, you can count on God's peace. Any follower, team member, whatever you're doing, uh, just pray for God's peace and He is faithful and will give it to you. That doesn't mean it's not exciting. It doesn't mean it's not hard and difficult. It just means that you can do it, you can approach that task in a peaceful, spiritual state um, with God.
0: You know, I was, I was thinking about this now. I'm not a pilot, so you can correct me here, Guy. Oh. <laughs> but
1: really? Uh, no, oh. yeah.
0: I, sorry, I'm not a pilot. <laughs> you know
1: what? I was, I was thinking, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was thinking how, you know, what, what it was like for Guy, what that feeling was the, the when you're strapped in and you're getting ready for takeoff and comparing that to Marvin sitting there thinking, should I go on a black diamond Hey, real.
0: hey! listen, <laughs> listen, getting on that bike. Are they equivalent?
1: <laughs> getting on that bike with 8,000
0: pounds of explosives trapped to your bike is no joke. I'm telling you. <laughs> what I was going to say, uh, George, is that I've noticed in movies, I would admit, that, uh-huh. and, and you can correct me if this is not uh, accurate, but typically, you know, the pilot will run through a pre list or checklist of things and, and they'll yeah. say, you know, wheels up and then the co-pilot repeats the wheels and, and wheels affirms, up huh whatever you guys say but then yeah. affirms yeah. that statement you know wheel, okay wheels up so they kind of yeah. it's it's almost you know you're, you're you're saying okay this is what needs to happen next you're vocalizing it the person repeats that i heard i understood i hear it and, and it's been accomplished there's something for uh when we lead as men that our voice brings calmness in our family, so man, I'm encouraging you guys now. When you lead at home, is is to not just assume your kids, your wife uh, is being led, but to really vocalize, to really say, you know, we're gonna worship, and like Guy said, we're gonna do it out loud, even if it's in our living room, and it's just the four or five of us, we're gonna worship, we're gonna pray out loud, because our our voice brings that that level of calmness to say, here's what's happening. It's a high stress environment, but we're mm-hmm. trusting God, and we're we're, we're praying scripture, we're, we're worshiping, and I think that, that 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 can be helpful to us as men in this season. Uh, George, Robert, any, any uh, other questions you guys might want to ask? A real American hero that we have with us here? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah, quickly, just uh, Guy, did, did, did your uh, family um, also have that calmness every time you had that mission? I mean, how did they handle that?
3: Well, you know, I've always observed that it is a lot harder to watch a loved one do something with an element of risk than it is to do it yourself yeah and uh so to me it was a lot harder on linda watch it be blasted off than it was on me Mm -hmm. and uh, but she tells um, the same story about watching me Uh, you know the families Back then, they would uh, take you down uh, the family's downs in Florida to the Cape, where we launched from, and they would go out on the top of the launch control center there in Florida, and they'd actually take them up on the roof just a few minutes before launch. And there's a place there with a railing that you can stand and watch, and you're as closest of a spectator to as, as anybody else who's still about three miles away. Wow. And uh, so I've got a little uh, picture uh, that someone sent me that took it from standing back behind Linda and Mm. our kids were uh, high school through elementary school at the time. Mm. And uh, the kids are just, they're having a blast. I mean, they're (laughs) cutting school, (laughs) going to Florida, playing on the beach with their friends, the other, my crewmates' kids, you know, uh, just having a blast. And then now all of a sudden it's culminated in that. And as they started counting down towards launch, you can see the kids all of a sudden get underneath mama's wings,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Nuggle up to Linda. And, uh, but she expresses that same sense of peace of uh, that is is in God's hands.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and so uh, we'll do it. What I forgot to brief Linda, was um, <clears throat> as you're looking at the launch pad, they have you, probably all seen pictures of a shuttle launch, but when they first light the three what we call main engines on the back of the orbiter itself. They're burning the fuel in the big orange tank. Um, so they light up first and come up to speed. They actually light one, two, three, we're talking fractions of a second apart, and come up the computers make sure they're all running properly before they before you lift off. You're still bolted down the launch pad. Then they light those two solid boosters on the side, and away you go. So, but when, so it's about seven seconds from when they light that first main engine. So, when they light it, there's all this water that's dumped down where the exhaust goes, which makes all this steam. So, there's this, the thing goes out mm. the sides of the shell, but there's this big steam cloud that rises up around the launch pad. And before we lift off. And so, I forgot to tell Linda about that he's so mm. watching us out there and counting down and all of a sudden there's this we disappear I mean, well, yeah 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 mm. no and then they hit zero and we blast off and then we finally rise out cloud of steam but there's a little bit of a <laughs> there there. Sure. what just is going yeah. on <laughs>
1: oh man wow so anyway but she feels
0: up for you marvin wow 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 wow
1: <laughs> i i have a i have a question good guy i could I could sit. I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of people. I could sit and listen to you for hours, um, and do want sure. to thank you for for your service to our country. It's it's like what what I see in here is just truly a the voice of a servant leader, mm-hmm. a person who just who just leads by serving. And I I hear your voice, and I remember when you and I had a really tender private conversation uh, last year yes. or this year. I don't know if you remember, but it, it was certainly yeah. impactful oh, for yeah. me. It, and I, I see how you get choked up. And I see just how God is just in your heart when you're just sharing his love for you. And that, that really moves me. Um, so you. I want you to know how that inspires me. And that, that, that really, as a, as a follower of Christ, that really impacts me, Guy. The, the, the question I have, as I'm, I'm, I'm studying apologetics, is that something near and dear to me? I think it's important yeah. that we really are able to defend our faith. And one of the things that i'm learning apologetics is you you have to be able to defend it in all different avenues not just no scripture you have to understand philosophy you have to understand science and just different ways to defend it and from a scientific point of view did it strengthen your faith because of the things that you can see that very very few humans on this earth are in the position to see what you're seeing i mean you're you're literally out in space looking down at earth you're looking at the cosmos you're looking at things that we see in pictures you know we can go online and go up but you are you're in a completely different position you get to see what weightlessness is all those things you understand you know what gravity is even from a scientific and you got to experience those things so did that strengthen your faith in any way by just seeing different things from in essence like a scientific Physics point of view that that ninety nine point nine percent of humanity doesn't get to to experience. Well, I don't
3: know if it strengthened my faith. I I mean, as I mentioned, you know, I love seeing the creation from a different perspective that way. But you know, really, it's pretty inanimate uh, looking at the earth. I mean, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's you look at the topography and how it's. You can be inside working peek out the window, <clears throat> we're going around the earth every hour and a half, and uh, you can look out the window and you say, oh, look, we're over the Andes Mountains. Those are, those are different mountains than the Himalayas or the Rockies.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, you can look down as a place in southern China that has some topography. that looks like little gumdrops, the little mountains <laughs> in the lakes. And like, oh, look, we're in southern China. So just a diversity of it. The deserts are not all the same. Different colors, different textures. So just the variety of the planet but you don't see people
1: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, so as i mentioned how people are god's ultimate expression of his creation mm-hmm. so okay. to me that's it's more amazing to me to look at his creation around us to look at plants to look at us humans i like to use the example of the human hand you just look at your hand and, and wiggle your fingers and just think of what design has to go in to make that work, the way it works. And then, then you stop and think, so I marvel at the human hand. And then you know what's even more marvelous? Is that I can marvel at my hand. Mm. You know, the fact that I can do that. So, to me, science with a coupled with a relationship with the Creator is a, just an amazing experience, because you understand the intricacies of the creation and and I love science. I love delving into how I teach physics, you know, mm. to uh, to high school kids. And uh, you know, physics is the study of how God makes His universe work, um, and how He created it, and how it how it all interacts with itself. So, to me, science and faith they go hand in hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. No. So we'll put well, put to put to rest the, the Kyrie Irvings of the world who are the flat <laughs> earthers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well I wanna I wanna thank uh Guy for your time. Uh like like George said, you can just spend time talking to you and just uh feel the sense of humility that you bring to your life experiences and your faith. And so I think we've learned a lot from you. Hopefully guys listening to this have enjoyed our conversation with Guy. And if they ever uh, see you around the church and want to buy you a cup of coffee and get more of those stories, you feel free to do so. I'm sure you're available to that. Sure. Looking Uh, forward to when we can all get together. when, when, When that can happen or a Zoom call or something like that. Uh, but guys, thank you for listening to us. This is officially the end of our first season. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast what? We've, we've enjoyed yeah we've enjoyed making <laughs> it
1: uh, we're, next we're gonna show?
0: take we're gonna take a few weeks off for for a bit of a summer break and then we'll come back uh after labor Day in September and, and oh, have, some, have some more guests and uh and some more fun content for you. but until then, guys uh make sure you continue checking out our online uh weekend services and hopefully soon we'll be able to gather and Christian Assembly in Eagle Rock but until then we love you and have a blessed summer yeah thanks safe and blessed summer guys